Hey, Chismosas. I'm Stephanie. And I'm McBee. And we are the Chismic Queens. Queens. That one was bad. <laughs> last one we synced up. I know. The last one was our, probably our best one. Next week. <laughs> it's the <a> one. <laughs> Lucky number 17. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so glad you're back with us. We are the Cheese Queens, and we are covering Married at First Sight, Season 13, Episode 16. But first, Igby, do you have any cheese I do. Do you have any cheese I have a very little not-so-juicy cheese but I got some. Okay. Well, I've got some tidbits for you. Hit me. In our time... It was Halloween this week. It might not be Halloween when you're listening to this, depending (laughs) on where you find our podcast. But nonetheless, um, I don't know. I almost said cast member, but they're not cast members. I guess they are. Our (laughs) experiment participants. There you go. Everybody's dressing up in the spirit of Halloween. So we had Clara had um, some Taylor Swift inspired outfit. I don't listen to Taylor Swift. I know she's obsessed with Taylor Swift. Um, I just, I don't know. I got the reference from the comments that it's some Tay-Tay in the wind inspired something. It was like a bodysuit with like a cloak and it was black with like black boots. And then she had like a microphone that had like a snake on it. Mm. Okay. I I don't know. If I saw it on the street, I'd be like, I don't know what you are, sexy ghoul. I don't know. That was the same thing with Virginia. She dressed as a, like she had a cheerleading outfit on, but had like mm-hmm. long gloves. Yeah, what was that? I about? don't know what that is. Oh, okay. And I couldn't find a comment or anything that pointed me in a direction. People were just saying, "Oh, you look good." On a different note, Taylor Swift dressed up like a squirrel. That was pretty funny. <laughs> Why not? That's something I would do. <laughs> You know I love a you know I love a Halloween costume. I know you do. One day when the world opens up, I'll celebrate Halloween again. <laughs> uh, but we also had Michael from Mika and Michael uh, from season ten. He dressed up as Patrick Starr from SpongeBob, and then his stepdaughter. Uh, I guess his stepdaughter is a uh, well SpongeBob, so they had a little matching outfits. Cool. Your favorite, Jamie Otis. And her husband dressed up as, he was a cracker and she was cheese. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And then the two kids, one was a squid and one was a witch. Okay. So no matching uh, other than cheese and crackers. Which is an interesting choice, but okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not clever or funny. I don't know. Okay. To each their own. She enjoyed it, I guess. I guess. Uh, Vincent and Brianna, um, they had a couple costumes. They were vampires in one set. And oh, then yeah, I did see them. they dressed up again, like 80s theme, neon, let's get physical. Cute. Yeah. Uh, season six, Shanice and Jephthi, they were squid game players. So they had their green track suits. And then their little girl, Laura, I think was Red Riding Hood. It was some type of undescript. I don't know exactly what this is. There's not a accessory to tell me 
what kind of dress this is. It could have been Minnie Mouse. It could have been, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it was black and red and white. Uh-huh. Okay. And there was just like nothing else. And it's like, mm, I don't know. Was it, was exactly. it also squid, squid Game related? No. Okay. I haven't seen it, so. Obviously. Because <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. Okay. Well, I'm just checking um, we have from season 11, Amani and Woody were Chucky and Bride of Chucky, but they were partying all weekend. So they had some other different costumes that <laughs> just fit. I'm like, y'all need to get in the house. <laughs> then we have season eight, Christine and Keith. Uh, he was Shaggy and she was Scooby-Doo. Cute. Which is, eh, I guess. I wouldn't want to be a dog. You just said you wanted to be, you could be a squirrel. That's different from a dog. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then lastly, we have from season 10, Taylor. She was like a, a Calavera, like skeleton kind of mm. vibe. Cool. So that was the Halloween rundown. I know y'all were really interested in what everybody <laughs> dressed up as for Halloween. So I'm glad I could provide you with an update on that. You're welcome. Captivating. Captivating. I know. I know. <laughs> Even more captivating. Here's our sports minute. Oh dear, I don't even know where this is going. Well, you know, we've been keeping up with uh, baseball here. Hello. (laughs) That's true. So now we got to the World Series and who knew it was going to be season 12 versus season 13. (laughs) Atlanta versus Houston. So we've been seeing a lot of the... uh, cast being spotted at the games uh i know at the braves game i want to say the last one uh there was clara ryan virginia and jessica from season 10 Uh, they -hmm. were all spotted the girls were all together and then ryan was with his friends elsewhere oh okay i was just gonna ask i was like was ryan with those girls no because i don't (laughs) think him and clara talk yeah at all Didn't end good. (laughs) Um, And then we also saw that we had the boys from this season uh, at an Astros game. Um, I thought it was interesting that in the caption, uh, Jose calls them the brotherhood, but brother Johnny wasn't present. So I don't know what that means. Hmm. Do you think... There are moments where they don't like each other in the show. In the show, maybe not. On Unfiltered, definitely. I definitely get some vibes, like, between Zach and Johnny. Yeah, you can see. For obvious reasons. You can see, like, the dynamics between, like, who's sticking up for who and who's trashing who. And, yeah. Yeah. You can kind of see a little bit more now that they're after filming. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. But I didn't really seem like they were giving bad vibes. Like, he hung out with Ryan a lot. He hung out with Jose. You know, we he loves himself, Jose. I know. He, him and Zach didn't really vibe too much, but... But maybe all the guys, like, vi- uh, vibe with Zach a little better than Johnny, so they just left Johnny out. I don't know. I just don't a know. thought. I also thought it was weird that Jose's screen name on Instagram is J. St. Michael instead of Jose San Miguel. Well, aren't they not supposed to be on social media? So he just thought he was being clever, but he's not. I think this is just somebody, um, a mole. Oh. 
Well, San Miguel means Saint Michael. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. why would you do that? Why would you whitewash mm-hmm. your name? <laughs> I really, I think it's just because he's supposed to be off of social media. Mm-hmm. And he's, I don't know, he's not clever at some things. <laughs> but yeah, so they were chilling in a private box. Must be nice. Mm-hmm. Those saving up all those $100 uh, weekend gift cards from the unfiltered. <laughs> For a World Series game, not even. <laughs> I know, just kidding. <laughs> uh, let's see. In disturbing news, we should say, uh, it looks like there was some trouble in the Married at First Sight universe. Okay, trigger warning, domestic violence. Go ahead. So it looks like Matt Gwynn from season nine was arrested this week. Uh, if you don't remember him, he was a former pro basketball player and um, he was matched up with Amber, I believe is her name. Um, they didn't make it to decision day. They both said no. And I believe during his season, he cheated on her because there was, I think he like went away for like a weekend or was like gone for a night and she had no idea where he was at. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he was just like disinterested. <laughs> so yeah, they didn't stay married at first sight. So she dodged a bullet. Uh, yeah, sounds like it. So apparently he was booked into Metro Nashville jail um, after he arrived at a party downtown at a bar Sunday night, which Sunday night was Halloween. Okay, apparently the court records show that he was in an on and off again relationship with his girlfriend. And they got into an argument at this party. And Mm -hmm. then apparently he followed her back to her house and broke the door off the frame, basically. So he's charged with felony domestic vandalism and is free on $2,500 bond. Wow. Yeah, like he's a big guy, like former, like we said, former basketball. Like he's a big guy. So I could see him probably pretty easily, depending on the door. Kicking it in? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Especially That's if you got horrible. like drunk rage and regular rage. Yeah. Well, well I'm glad he got, I got, I'm glad she reported it. I'm glad he's gone yeah. to jail. He's, you know, getting tried and whatnot. Yeah. So we'll see what mm-hmm. comes of that. Mm-mm. No, thank you. Let's go on to happier news. So season 10 Jessica and Austin had their baby. It was a baby oh. boy. Everybody's doing good. Uh, no, they haven't said a name yet. Okay. He was born on November 3rd. Mm-hmm. Apparently she had to have a C-section because he was breech. Oh, wow. So that's like butt down instead of head is down. That, yeah. Is that their first? Yes. Oh, okay. Cool. So everything went well. So now we have a new baby in the Married at First Sight family. So congratulations oh, to them. Congrats, y'all. I want to see. I'm sure it's cute. <laughs> Next season on the, what is it? Couples Cam. They'll have Couples him. Cam. <laughs> oh, that poor girl. Could you imagine that? Mm-mm. You're a nurse and a new mom and you have to film this dumb show. <laughs> no, thank oh, you. Oh, it's the same Take girl. Take a season off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Well, at least she gets, you know, some maternity leave and she can take a break. 
not yeah. take a break. It's hell. <laughs> I don't know. People Just not have maternity. to go to work. <laughs> yeah, not having to go to work. But, you know, man, that first maternity two, leave is not a vacation. It That's is why not, it's not called vacation. <laughs> the first two weeks are straight up hell. <laughs> but it also has some, some beautiful moments. But man alive, that nighttime stuff. Horrible. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Uh, I can't even imagine. Match, why do I keep saying that? I can't even manage my own sleep. <laughs> you see how it's causing those brain defects that were just coming out? <laughs> so, yeah, I couldn't imagine a baby on top of that. No thanks. Mm-mm. No time. <laughs> um, Speaking of new members to the family, season 11, Miles and Karen finally got a puppy. His name oh. is Ali. What kind of puppy like a, is it? It looks like a doodle. I don't know what kind of oh. doodle, but That's some cool. kind of curly something. He's very cute. So, uh-huh. sorry. They're not giving you a baby, but we've got a new puppy. <laughs> uh, let's see, season 12, Vince and Brianna, they just celebrated their one-year anniversary, and Vince decided he needed to go ahead and put a real ring on it. And she got a nice little upgrade for surviving year number one. (laughs) I haven't been watching couples, Cam. Are they doing well? Do they have any real hiccups or not really? Oh, you don't watch it either? Okay. All right. (laughs) No, thank you. 18 hours a week of this is enough. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, they seem to be doing well. They seem to be happy. So all the best for them. Good that you know they were able to find each other sometimes this works every once in a blue moon (laughs) he said he knew his cheesecake proposal wasn't going to last forever so he had to go ahead and go on down to the jared's and get her something real there you go way to go vince well done exactly uh on reddit bow is saying that showergate was 100 produced she said that the production basically frankensteined scenes together to make this narrative of her not showering she (laughs) says that in the entire time they were filming married at first sight she never missed a shower she even showered twice a day sometime to appease her husband and she switched to showering at night for him so this is totally false she says that the whole thing was actually bits and pieces from a larger conversation that she was having about skipping showers in the past due to a uh, you know, poor mental state during the height of Corona. She was talking about having to deal with people, uh, people getting sick and people dying, her elderly mm-hmm. parents, their health. This was when Black Lives Matter was humongous. This is when Asian, uh, Stop Asian Hate was a big thing too that was going on. Mm-hmm. She said there were shutdowns at work there were layoffs in the labs and stuff so all of this stuff was really weighing on her heavy and so that's why she was in such a depressive state that she you know wasn't taking care of herself right i can see that but she still i don't know johnny's reaction still i don't know you saw his face like oh i guess they could have no but he even said he even said so take a shower you know what I mean? So she still said what she said. I understand that it, some of it is probably part mm-hmm. of a bigger, bigger conversation. But to cause 
that reaction, I think she probably meant some of it. She said some of the things that she said too were to test Johnny to see like mm. how serious he was about about this whole stance. <laughs> Pretty serious. <laughs> yeah, she just wanted to, you know, see his boundaries. Yeah, okay. So that's why like it came into play like what if I'm at the gym and I'm tired and da, da, da. that uh-huh. was all her trying oh, to test okay. him. Okay, I don't know how healthy it is to test your new husband, but <laughs> oh well, it is an experiment. It, it is an experiment, so you go, Bao. <laughs> so we also saw from Clara, she explained why she is still an Ubre, which I personally wondered myself, which apparently a lot of people do because she complained so much about the last name because it was quote unquote weird or not normal. So I'm like, why are you keeping it then? But she's got an explanation for us. She did say that people ask her about it every single day. (laughs) Because she complained about it. Yeah. (laughs) I just thought that part was funny. And and people think she's using it for clout, which she says she's not. But I'm like, what clout does he have? Yeah. Um, But she got on her favorite platform, good old TikTok, to explain exactly what's been going on. So... She says that Ryan was redoing the garage on the house. And so she had to constantly move her car from the driveway to on street parking and back and forth, depending on what was happening with the garage. So one day she parked on the street. She had um, a bag from work in her car and somebody broke in and stole it. The bag had her passport in it because we know she's a flight attendant. So she also mentions that As far as the married at first sight process, you can't change your name until after decision day airs. So if you get married and you choose to take your partner's name, just like you have to keep wearing your ring and all that other stuff, you can't do anything until after the whole season airs so that nothing leaks out. Right. So once she lost her passport, she compiled all the forms to reapply for it um, under her maiden name since she couldn't change her name yet. And at that point, she wasn't thinking this as at a point where they're still filming. They hadn't even filmed decision day yet. So she didn't know they were going to stay married or not. So at this point, it wasn't even an issue whether she was going to change her name. Right. So she sends in all the paperwork, but she sends it to the wrong place. So eventually it sits somewhere for months. And then eventually the post office bounces it back to her. So she gets all this stuff back unprocessed after months where she's thinking it's going through. It's already taken care of. Yeah. Right. And if you've ever applied for your passport, it does, it's a lengthy process for them to get all your paperwork and do your interview and all. It takes time. Uh, So then she says that Ryan at this point, it's already past decision day. They're living together. They're married. He's saying to her that he doesn't feel like she's as committed to the marriage as he is. So she says, okay, I'm going to show you, I'm going to change my name. I'm going to take your name to show you that I'm committed. And you know, we're in this together. I'm willing to be Mrs. Ubre to show you my loyalty and dedication to you. So also a red flag. You should have known that <laughs> you shouldn't have to prove your loyalty to the, your partner, but okay. And yeah, she says that it's a fun fact that he was like, um, do you think you want to do that so soon? Like, mm. Maybe you should think about that. What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) After she's already done it. (laughs) So then, uh, you know, 
COVID's happening. She can't get an appointment for the passport. She's trying to get with Social Security and all that stuff to get everything changed over, and it's not really happening. So it's at a standstill for months, which we all know. Um, then she refills out the paperwork with her new last name, sends that in, also to a wrong place. <laughs> Not the same wrong place, but a different wrong place. And then there's just a whole bunch of miscommunications between her and the passport office and the post office and the, her work and all this stuff like is going on. And That's they're trying to get it situated. So then she finally gets notification that they've got the paperwork. Everything's good. They're processing her, pa- her passport. It's going to take six weeks. Okay, fine. Um, then about five weeks later, Ryan's like, I don't want to be married to you no more. (laughs) So you can like leave. Thanks. Bye. Oh my gosh. So this causes a problem. I wonder what like the reason reason was that they divorced. Did she ever talk about that? I guess she won't until the tell all or whatever they filmed. No, I don't know. Supposedly she did film something for a lifetime. So no, I have no idea. Hmm. I don't know what in his mind clicked or turned on, but yeah, it seems like it was totally all him. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure their whole marriage was all him. You know what I mean? She always seemed like to cater to him and, you know, all of that. And it still wasn't enough. Mm-mm. But nonetheless, so he says he wants the divorce. She's luckily able to move back into her old apartment Um, So she still has like ID that still has her maiden name on it and still has her old address, which is good because then it could have been a whole nother problem if your passport is saying one thing and your government ID is saying something else. And now that's something else you have to try to change and replace. And it's a whole mess, but it's still a problem because the paperwork that she's filed for the second passport has Ryan's address on it. And of course she, they're getting a divorce. She's not going to want to try to negotiate and organize meeting up with him to get this information and get her password and passport and all this stuff. So she's trying to call and get in contact with the passport office to update her address. She's sending emails for months, no response. She starts calling. She's getting the runaround. She says she talked to like 15, 20 different people and everybody had no solution. Uh, So then she finally gets in contact with somebody to get a appointment for a passport um, and at this point, it's so bad. It's been over a year that she hasn't had a valid passport and she's a flight attendant. So her job is at risk. Her wow. manager is basically coming to her and saying like, yo, you need to get this revolved. We can't let it go no more. Yeah. So she finally gets an appointment, but the only way they can make the appointment with the passport office is if you already have an international flight booked, I guess that expedites you in the line some way. So she has to book a flight to Amsterdam just to make the appointment <laughs> to try to get her passport so she doesn't lose her job <laughs> and end up on the street. <laughs> Jeez. So she books a ticket to Amsterdam and she goes into the appointment and has no idea what name is going to be on the passport because she has no mm-hmm. idea what they have at this point. <laughs> She's like, Whatever is easiest, I need to leave out of this office today with a passport. So if my name on it has to be Ubre, then I'm going to be Mrs. U- Miss Ubre forever. Yeah. But if it can be my maiden name, 
then that's fine too. Like just whatever you have to do to get me out of here. So luckily yeah. they were able to put it in her maiden name. And like we said before, she has ID that matches it. So that's chill. That's good. And so now, yeah, at this point, she'll not have to work at getting her name changed back. That's a long ass story. It was a year, over a year. I think she said from <laughs> October of 2019 to now. This like just recently got resolved. Jeez. Well, I'm so, glad she got it done. Don't keep your passport in your car. <laughs> yeah, you would think as a flight attendant, you would keep something like that as important as it is with you all at all times. <laughs> I don't know. It was convenient. It's a go bag. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of is that she was just going in and out and she just left there or whatever. I don't know. Or, yeah, like had to leave early in the morning. So she's like, I'll just leave my bag in the car so I can just get up and Still, go. I'd always have it in my purse if it was me. But oh, well, she got it done. Uh, the last little. Oh, I have a couple more things. Um, allegedly, Johnny has been spotted out on a date in the park with someone who is not Bao. First date 101. <laughs> don't take me to a park thanks <laughs> we don't like that <laughs> so yeah ladies of houston watch out he's back on the prowl allegedly you, you know there's people probably like all over him like ready you know oh he was on Ew. tv let me slide into his dms gross i don't know why <laughs> not johnny <laughs> know right well i mean he does have a good job he do have a tesla <laughs> <laughs> he might be yeah, with there some was, dates there was some, somebody <laughs> who was like sticking up for jose on one of our posts or comments or something and i was just like trying to be nice to each their own you know if you you're into jose you're into jose but then the episode came out where he was crazy <laughs> locking Rachel out and like I kind of wanted to go back to that person like and still like him <laughs> I don't know uh, the last little morsel I have is people have done some digging on Miss Michaela and her career as a realtor yeah it doesn't look so good for Miss Michaela so I don't know yeah. if they're saying she's a realtor for show purposes or what it looking like it has to be a side hustle because she's been licensed since 2017 and she's only sold three properties oh huh that's yeah maybe it is just a side thing when was her last sale especially in uh the housing boom or in exactly that's crazy three yes and one lease agreement what does she actually do Oh my, that's a good one. Yeah, because I know in this episode, particularly people were being kind of um, judgy about like her apartment and things like that, where it's like, okay, we can see you're not in, you know, an upgraded unit. Yeah. You know, there's paint chipping off the wall, like, mm, this isn't screaming high High priced. It's not, it's not latitude standards. <laughs> no, it is not the latitude <laughs> at all. They're like, you've got three deadbolts on your door. That's Jeez. not screaming good neighborhood. 
I was like, damn, y'all are some eagle eyes. I know. I thought I was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I bet you next week someone's going to come up with what she actually does for a living. Mm-hmm. We will see. Ooh, but yeah. Is she, is she it's on not... the LinkedIn? I'm going to look on the LinkedIn. See. Probably. Hmm. That's like, oh, yeah. These people find everything. Like, that's like somebody's in some teaching association that Mark Mural is in. Mm-hmm. And like, did she have a math and science teacher? I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that either. I would think maybe like uh, English or something. Yeah. Hmm. But she doesn't give me math and science, but maybe well, that's why she has so much bank savings. Account, I was going to say, I was like, her <laughs> bank account gives math and science vibes. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, and then the whole um, Michaela thing and, you know, people picking apart her living situation that brought up another conversation about whether her and Zach are in the same league since he's got this like established career he's got Mm -hmm. this luxury car you know he got a piano at his house does he live at the latitude that's I told you that I'm looking up on LinkedIn if Michaela's (laughs) but yeah when I was watching this week's episode I was like okay the piano is back and the kitchen matches the Latitude kitchen. So does he just live at another apartment in the Latitude? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. They aren't together enough for them to even show their apartment. So I can't even figure out what the configuration is. They were only together that like one week. And then we never saw the apartment ever again because they were <laughs> never there again. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. But yeah, it's like, okay, is it that double standard kind of thing where it's kind of the same thing with Mirla and Gil, like for women, you're supposed to marry up Mm. and that's okay, but it's not the other way around. Right. That's a good point. I mean, I don't, I guess I just don't believe in that kind of stuff, you know, whether he's in her league because, okay, take away the part that she's crazy. Okay. Take that away. Okay, take that that away. You, pretend she's a, like pretend she's episode one, Michaela, where she's funny and a good time, and we, we both we both liked her on episode one. Don't lie. Um, she has a good personality. We thought you know we thought she was a good realtor. <laughs> um, she had a good sense of humor, very frank and blunt. You know, she seemed very articulate. What does her income have to do with any of those things that are positive traits you know what I mean mm-hmm. so that's what I mean I don't I don't really believe in whether he's because he could be what if Zach was a douchebag I mean you say <laughs> he's not that's true too maybe he's getting a good edit I don't know is he uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah some, some of it's fishy it's like, but, what are you but, but, you, but, but you know what I'm saying is yeah. like the league thing shouldn't even be a factor because I'm sure they're not thinking about it no, it doesn't seem like they are. Mm-mm. Gil and Mirla, on the other hand, they're thinking about it all the time. <laughs> That's all they think about. I know. Yeah, I was just telling you what the internet told me. Okay. Well, I disagree, internet. That's all I got. That was enough. Okay. Yeah, you got a lot of stuff. I don't have that much. You covered most everything other than there's more sightings of Zach and Bao. So... That's still continuing. <laughs> They're just getting around the country, aren't they? 
I guess so. Flights here, flights there. This time they're in New York. They hit the West Coast already. They yeah. said, let's go to Central Park in the fall. <laughs> hey, they can both afford it. Why not? Um, and also, the only other thing I saw, and uh, this was courtesy of uh, Chismosa in our DMs, Rachel, you know, there, people are arguing whether Rachel really did stay with her ex or if this was a production thing. Because according to maybe Ryan on Reddit, somebody said that Ryan is Ig Nacho mm -hmm. on Reddit. Mm -hmm. And he, he said that the whole Rachel Jose thing played out in a few days, like three days. Yeah. Um, so the thing is, well, maybe she stayed with Brett and Ryan the first day. But I think at that point she would have gone upstairs and got her stuff you know, got her keys and went to her own place. So I don't see why she would go to an ex's house. Like, huh? Yeah. So they're saying maybe she just, they just needed, they're doing too well. I don't know. They needed some drama for the end of the season. So it could have been all production. Black. Thoughts? Um, yeah, the whole, that whole situation was weird. And I still don't know why you would go stay with an ex. Like, yeah, this could I would have to like literally be dying. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly wouldn't even have any access to them. Like That's I, what I was gonna say, I don't even know that I have somebody's number. Phone like, numbers, yeah, I erased them. If you know, if I've seen your your dick, you're out of my my phone. So <laughs> can't say the same. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Wow. On that note, <laughs> <laughs> let's get this started. Um, just as a reminder, um, you know, follow us on Instagram. We're at Cheesnet Queens Podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Igby usually live tweets the episodes on Wednesdays, so that's fun. And now we have a Facebook group for discussion. So there's not that many people in there, but we'd love to have more. So go ahead and find us at uh, Cheese McQueen's there. Uh, other than that, we would love some five stars, five stars, five stars, so people can find us and enjoy the podcast along with you. Uh, anything else? Like no, I'm not in the Facebook group and I never will be. Sorry, see you never. <laughs> there i'm not giving one. mark zuckenberger my information <laughs> <laughs> he already has too much oh my goodness all right That's on that scary. note let's get this started <laughs> uh, season 13 married at first sight episode 16 igby do you have a title weighing the decision dun, 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 dun. Dun. all right let's start easy gil and mirla all right so we Roll up on Grilia, where we normally do. They're always in the kitchen for some reason, it seems like. Mm. But mm. Gil is looking at their vows. And in those vows, Mirla promised that she would dedicate herself to his happiness. And his happiness involves cookies. <laughs> and she's embracing that for him. And she's baking, you know, our boy Gil a fresh couple dozens right out the <laughs> oven. <laughs> Which he's just eating up with a spoon. I was like, okay, girl, you better bake them cookies. Damn. 
she knows what she's doing. <laughs> exactly. So the next scene we see is Mirla is meeting with her friend Kiana. Um, you know, she asks how married life has been, and Mirla says it's been good. She caught herself a good one. You didn't. The experts matched you with the good one. You didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> and is he good? Well, her friend asks, are there any red flags so far? Um, she says that he's actually very patient. She's the one that gets moody for the most part, but he does have a breaking point though. At a certain point, he's just like, no. He's done. Yeah. So Mirla didn't know she was going to benefit from someone being so patient because she's a handful and her friend is like, uh, yeah, we know. So <laughs> like we've said earlier in the season, you know, she thinks this kind of behavior is cute and it's not. Like, she thinks that having this, what he would call bratty attitude is, you know, just sassy and whatever. But we're about to see later in this episode how cute he thinks it is. <laughs> we'll get there. So her friend asks if she needs to even inquire about Decision Day since Mirla is speaking so highly of Gil. And she says the only con that she has is his finances. There is a drastic difference in their income. Um, he's just getting started in his career because he's just become a firefighter where she's already well-established. Um, also, she's someone who is driven in her career path. And again, he's just moving along. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she says that she wanted to be with someone who was financially stable so they would be able to move around freely if they wanted to. So say they got married at first sight and they wanted to buy a home or travel or have kids. They were able to do that because they didn't have to worry about money. Um, she says with Gil, they're not in that position at this point with him. She has to put all that on pause because they have to you know, start from scratch and start saving and building. There's no foundation already there. She's really having to question how long it's going to take for them to build up that foundation and get to the point where they can start a family and you know that's something she really has to consider when deciding whether she wants to stay married or not and especially because gil isn't money driven at all mm -hmm. so if you don't care about money why would you care about building up your savings as fast as you can you don't care yeah you that's why she needs to save more mm -mm. i thought that was so freaking messed up that's what i said i know i tweeted something like she's not going to want to foot the bill forever. Mm -mm. There's no way. And especially if he's going to bitch about her spending, no way. Yes. If you're going to tell me I need to do this, this, and this, but I'm contributing more. No, you yeah. can't tell me what to do. And I liked how her friend was like, uh, finances can come. <laughs> like, right. No, not at his pace. Right. She says if it was up to him, they would live and, in a box, basically, they eat chicken and rice every day and wear clothes from Walmart. And <laughs> that's a lifestyle that does not align with her in any way. She likes that he's humble. Yeah. But she's not willing to live like that, period. See, I just don't buy it. I think that's probably why he has no money. Because he, he looks good. He dresses well. He has some designer stuff. We've seen it. Mm -hmm. So it has to go somewhere, is my, my saying. Like... He doesn't have any savings. So where is it going? Home. You know what I'm saying? Home. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe going back home to mama. Which, you know, not hating, but you yes. shouldn't be bitching about her. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, I don't know. So she says she really has to think about if she could do this for life, like forever. The problem really just boils down at him not being able to live at the lifestyle that she wants to live and her not willing to bring herself down to his level. But neither one of them wants, well, it's really her. She doesn't want to even lower at all. It doesn't sound like she's too extravagant because the way she explained her shopping is that she goes a few times a year. It's not like she's going every single weekend. The only thing she does every week is her lashes and all that jazz. I don't see what his problem is. I think he's just insecure. Yeah, for sure. Because, yeah, like you said, like she's, I mean, her apartment wasn't crazy like Mm -hmm. I thought it would be. Um, But I think if it was a forever home, there she probably kind of wild out a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, and like you said, the stuff in her closet, I mean, that's stuff she's been accumulating over time. Yeah. So it seems like a lot, but if you're slowly adding and adding and adding, it just eventually adds up. I don't know. But in the next scene, in case you were like me and you forgot, Gil's a skater. I for- totally I forgot. forgot that. <laughs> I forgot all about it. So they go on a roller skating date. Gil says that the last seven weeks have been a journey, but they've learned a lot from each other. But you can't learn everybody you can't learn everything you need to know about someone that you're gonna be married to for the rest of your life. So yes, they've done a lot, but it's only been seven weeks. So they're putting on their skates and Mirla's looking a little nervous. <laughs> I'm taking it that she does not know how to skate or hasn't or it's been a long long time yeah which is understandable he asked her if she wants one of those little rail guide things that they have for the little kids yeah they look like like, old people walkers (laughs) yeah she's like i kind of would like one of those but (laughs) i guess they didn't have them or she didn't want to be filmed on tv using (laughs) she did well though i don't think she fell if they did if she did then you know they didn't show it right Uh, So basically they show like little clips of them skating around the rink Um, the entire time she's telling him not to laugh at her and not to make her fall. (laughs) Uh, She says that this is everything for her spending time with her husband. It makes her feel like this could be her forever right now. And it's like, okay, hard eyes. I know. And then he opens his mouth. (laughs) Well, she does first because they're skating along and she says she wants to know if this is a workout and how many calories they're burning. And he says, you burn calories every time you complain. (laughs) That doesn't sound like complaining, though. I don't know. (laughs) That's all he can hear at this point. (laughs) I guess so, right? So they sit down and they're going to have a drink and they say that decision day is closer than ever. It's a big deal if they choose to stay together. Gillett says they got the easy part out of the way, getting married. The hard part is continuing on with that marriage. Mirla says that it's, you know, he's getting to be with this fabulous woman for the rest of his life. And they throw on the dramatic music and he goes, oh, it'd be easy to say no to that. And she laughs it off and he kind of laughs too. She gives him a smack on the arm and he's like, no, but beauty fades. It's cold. He was giving me Ryan in this section where he's like, oh, you're hiding behind those jokes. That's not a joke. You mean that. Yeah. <laughs> but you're just laughing to make make it not uncomfortable. But no, you mean what you're saying. Mm-hmm. 
And so this is when the conversation, he like really gets real with her. Uh, he says that there's a lot at stake and do I really want to be with you for the rest of my life? The finance stuff is a big deal for him and her negativity, her negativity is also a big deal for him. He feels like she basically shits on people that aren't at her level. He explains to her that this is his interpretation of what she says and the things that she does. He thinks she thinks she's like made out of gold or something and is above everyone. And she says, I hear you, but I disagree. At that point, he calls her a brat. And uh, of course, she doesn't think she's a brat in any way. So he says that doesn't sit well with him because he's worked hard for what he has and didn't come up with money or anything like that. Neither did she. Right. They go back to the living situation thing again. Uh, he says she has to live in a mid-rise or a high-rise building and he could care less. She says she doesn't have to, but she wants to and she can. Yep. Period. She's got it like that. In yep. the story. Uh, they go to an ITM where he says he's not, he doesn't want to be married to a brat. He understands that she's made a comfortable living for herself and she's happy where she is, but he doesn't want someone who's spoiled. She can't expect it her way all the time. Uh, he says that she needs to understand that the finer things in life that she loves, he doesn't care about at all. Um, they go back to their conversation together and it pivots to him being concerned about her not remembering where she comes from. He says that it seems to him she's losing the person that got her where she is now. And she says, no. That's actually my motivation. I remember where I came from and I don't want to go back there. <laughs> so that's what's motivating her to keep going further to bigger and better things. Gil says that he's not money motivated at all. So that doesn't matter to him or drive him. Uh, then Mirla has an ITM where she says that she's worked really hard to get where she is in life. And she came from humble beginnings and she enjoys the life that she's able to live now. And that might frustrate him at times. She doesn't know, she didn't know this was going to be such a big deal. Like, even though yeah. it's one issue, it's really important to him. Yeah. Uh, she says that what if, like she said before, she doesn't want to change her lifestyle. So is that it? Do things just end? It's really something to think about. They go back to the two of them talking and Gil says he still has things to consider. He wants somebody that can enjoy life um, in, and enjoy the life that they've made. But it's more about little moments than about expensive gifts or trips or material things. That's not what life is about. And he wouldn't want to live his life or be married to someone who had that kind of thinking. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to be married to such a person that just rags on me all the time. Like, yeah, he's the complainer. <laughs> she complains about things. He complains about her. <laughs> Yeah, it's just so personal. Like, it's really kind of mean. But she's grinning and bearing it. Yeah. So the next scene we get of them, um, it's two days till decision day. And that's when Gil decides to go ahead and give his mom a call and see if she has some, you know, sage advice from <laughs> an older woman. He says that she always gives him good advice. So, she, of course, she'd be the person to ask. Yeah. So... He tells her that decision day is coming up and he has to choose if he wants to stay married or get divorced. He says, of course, there's things that he likes and he doesn't like because everybody's different. Uh, he starts talking about Mirla's bougie ways and how he doesn't care about money at all. He's not trying to spend $300 on a shirt or $1,000 on some shoes. 
his mom says that, you know, well, you know how to dress well, you know how to budget your money for that. And I mean, that's all fine and good. So maybe y'all can work that out. Mm -hmm. Um, Then he starts talking about splitting the bills. He says that she's from a traditional family where the man pays all the bills. And he understands that he grew up the same way. His father paid all the bills in their house. He says times are different now and everything is so much more expensive. He is able to pay all the bills, but then there would be nothing left at the end of the day. Has she ever said that she wasn't going to pay half of the bills? Not to camera. Right? Where is this coming from? Do you think this is an actual thing? I mean, it would explain a lot, but I I just don't see her putting this on him. Because even, well, you even take the, the house stuff. She's saying right. that we have to start from scratch, meaning... She has to put some money into that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, don't, I was like, is he just trying to make himself look good in front of his mom, in front of America? I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Again, if they've had this conversation, it hasn't been in front of us. Mm-hmm. So he goes on to say that she makes twice as much as him. So why should he be paying for everything if she has way more income than he does it's not fair his mom agrees and says you know in good times and in bad times you're both supposed to share that's what marriage is about you're supposed to be helping each other uh he says his other problem with mirla is that she's a complainer and very opinionated why does it have to be like this oh my god it's so hot no look at this why did you put that there Ugh, these people Ay, Dios mio. <laughs> He's like at his wit's end. And that's when his mom asks about their communication. And he says, it's good. It's not forced or difficult. And it just flows. Everything's cool. So his mom tells him to remember that, you know, some advice that she gave him before. They just have to adjust to each other. And it happens bit by bit. It's not going to be easy because marriage isn't easy. He says that he doesn't believe that you can force someone to change. If the person wants to change, they have to do it on their own. He believes that over time, Mirla can change. Then we get a voiceover of Gil saying that his mom's advice was cool and everything, but decision day is only the day after tomorrow, so we don't have time. (laughs) Uh, He has to figure out if he really wants to continue on this journey to see if time will help. You know, then they're showing him. He's still talking to his mom. We see Hype say hi to grandma on the phone. (laughs) And uh, he said he came into the experiment wanting to be married, but also leave married. Yeah. Uh, But if Mirla doesn't change her ways, they might don't make it. See, and here's the thing. I think in this process, she has changed a lot from what we've seen at the beginning. She does seem to compromise on things. Um, she's walking the damn dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Like you said, in the beginning, she was very rigid. Yes. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not. Mm-hmm. But and, yeah, he's definitely softened her up. Yeah. And she's just, and you can tell even that skating scene, she's just smitten kitten, you know? And um, I, all, it just seems like it's getting down to the nitty gritty and Mr. Fake Nice Guy is not so nice (laughs) Mm -hmm. the true colors are coming out yeah yeah and um i i just feel kind of bad for her because i feel like he's probably gonna say no 
I don't know, man. That's my guess. I'm thinking she says yes, he says no. Although, if I were Mirla, I'd say no. Because <laughs> I wouldn't want this guy telling me how to use my money when he broke. <laughs> I mean, there's that. <laughs> oh, we're going to see next week. Finally. I know. Finally. Man alive. It's going to be a longest episode. They're going to drag it out so long. Well, I heard it's two episodes. No. Yes. Yes, I heard it's two episodes. I heard the reunion is two. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Two, two for the reunion. Girl, you're right, you're the right. same day is two episodes. I'm <laughs> you're done. right. I'm not watching it no more. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to go on Reddit on Thursday. <laughs> Get all the highlights. Yeah. <laughs> save my two hours <laughs> uh so the next scene we see of them is they're getting ready for bed it's their last night together in the apartment gil says it's kind of bittersweet for him uh, mirla asks if he's gonna miss her and he's like mm. <laughs> <It's> so me <laughs> and she's like okay <laughs> So in an interview, he says that decision day is a couple days from now, and he needs to decide if he's going to continue or not. There's still some things to process. Divorce is serious to him, and he's not trying to play with that. But there are still doubts that are holding him back. So he can't say with 100% certainty what he's going to do. In bed, they're talking to each other, and Gil says that the process has been interesting to say the least. Some good, a few sprinkles of bad, but no ugly for sure. Uh, he feels that it's been easy to be vulnerable and to just talk things out with her without feeling judged. And he's thankful for that. She says that in the course of the last seven to eight weeks, it's been a ride, but there haven't been any terrible moments. They haven't had any kind of fights or turmoil or anything. Um, they haven't experienced any true downs of a relationship, which is true. We haven't. It's been mm -hmm. pretty much smooth sailing. Uh Gil asks how she feels about spending the day apart from him. And she says, she has to admit, it's going to be weird that, you know, it's only been eight weeks, but when you're spending every day with somebody, waking up to someone, um, it's kind of a habit at this point. Yeah. So she says that she wants him to know that she has no regrets going into decision day or about doing the experiment. And then he says he wants her to know that whatever decision she makes, he's going to respect it. So then Mirla has a voiceover where she says that she, you know, as a little girl dreamed of being married, and this is nothing like what she had imagined. <laughs> it definitely differs from her version of a relationship, but she doesn't know if she wants to stay married on decision day. She says the biggest challenge is that their life paths are going in different directions as far as goals go. And that's really concerning to her. That's a big deal. Yeah. You should be on the path together. Even like, I don't know. I know Gil said he has a retirement, but some, it's like, how much is he really contributing to that? You know what I mean? If he's already not mo money motivated, is he thinking about future Gil? Because Mirla's probably thinking about future Mirla. Uh, she absolutely is. <laughs> you know what I mean? She wow. definitely wants to maintain her lifestyle in retirement. Uh-huh. Those fake eyelashes won't look so weird on an old person. Nope. And by then, <laughs> she's probably by then going to start touching her face. So, you know, them Botox treatments ain't going to pay for themselves. Oh, yeah. Restylane. 
whatever kind of injections and lasers they have by then in the next 30 years all over it so we got a budget for those now all right let's let's make prediction what do you think i think they're gonna stay together i think he sees potential in her and is willing to at least at least go past decision day if it doesn't last after that then that's fine but i think he wants to at least see outside of the experiment yeah i i think he says no i don't he seems so irritated and she seems so gaga i think she says yes and he says no that's my prediction did you see their spoiler in the coming on or next on knocking boots i knew it knew it (laughs) that's why that's that's why she's so happy her her toes have been curling (laughs) okay okay girl get Mm -hmm. it do your thing kids do your thing (laughs) all right let's move it along how about let's do zach and michaela (sighs) the most tiring couple in the world right so over them i'm actually so over a lot of these couples but especially them um opens up with zach is shouting at michaela in traffic because that's cute hey girl hey Mm -hmm. roll that window Mm -hmm. down oh god that's the worst like please it is the worst don't talk to me don't look over here yeah i don't don't see you don't let you already have the window down oh god so terrible uh next time to street harassment no let's not shut that (laughs) we next see michaela and she is meeting with her sister um what was her name sharifa yes See, I remembered. I didn't have to write it down. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So Michaela says she needs to figure out what means what it means to say yes and what it means to say no on decision day. Her sister is Team Zakayla. She wants them to work, you know, she wants their marriage to work out. Her sister always gives her good advice and is always honest with her. Michaela's wearing that trash wig again that you love. So there's that no part and like no lace and no brush and no moisture <laughs> the food looked good though it looked like some sort of pasta dish that sounds good i'll give her that michaela says a lot has happened but the most important thing is um is the thing that she hates the most is that zach left her she kind of skipped over all that other stuff <laughs> that happened the most remember that part where you told him to leave Yes, Zach so he left. left her. Because <laughs> you told him to? She thinks that Zach, you know, thinks she's combative and that she snaps. And, you know, she doesn't understand that. She kind of summarizes the session with Dr. Pepper and, you know, knows that she needs to work on herself. Uh, after the session, she mentions to Zach that she's hungry. And he's like, oh, do you want to go eat? So they go eat. She said it was the first time that they talked and really understood one another. How many freaking times have we heard that before? In week eight. (laughs) Terrible. And she also mentions this little tidbit that Zach asked her to spend the night. And she did. Which is interesting because the chisme last week was that Zach said, they hadn't slept together since uh, the honeymoon. Not the honeymoon, the wedding night, right? Mm-hmm. They were just praying together all night. Sure, that makes sense. Naked. 
No, no, no. Nobody was on their knees. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, so the sister asks, how it, how did it feel when they had, you know, their meal together, when they were with each other without anyone being there? There's no crew. They're by themselves. And Michaela says it just felt really normal. She still doesn't know where they stand, though. You know, all this time, Zach hadn't been talking to her, and now they're talking. And it's decision daytime, and she has some hard thinking to do. Every couple says this. Well, there's a lot to think about. Uh, the sister says in an ITM that she doesn't know if Zach is leading Michaela on, which a lot of people think that mm -hmm. that's what he's doing because he mm -hmm. likes smashing, or if Zach is leading himself on, or if Zach doesn't even know what he wants, which is also true. Zach is all over the place. Yep. <laughs> she says that he needs to figure that out. They end the, the, the meal, you know, the sister asks if there's any dessert. Michaela says no. Her sister said this was a whack dinner. Which I agree. Have a guest. <laughs> you have to have di a dessert. Come on, Michaela. That's her sister. Not a real guest. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I always have dessert <laughs> if I have a guest over. You don't have, you don't like sweets, so. That's true. I'm not Because <laughs> I was really about to be like, mmm. Yeah. Know. I still have sweets for me, so there you go. <laughs> next time we see, um, the next person we see is Zach, and he is meeting with Gil. Okay. Mike, where's Jerron? <laughs> That's what I put. Where's Jerron? <laughs> I thought I was going to see my boo. <laughs> I, Zach has no friends that are going to show up for this show anymore. They're like, dude, we're not going to enable you anymore. <laughs> this is this is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, why is he talking to Gil? Yeah. So, uh, and you know, Gil's just dying to get on, get more screen time. Yeah. Um, so, cheese me. That's true, too. That's true, too. So um, they're both kind of commiserating about how it's only been, you know, eight weeks, but it felt longer, like a year. Uh, Zach mentions that uh, the night of the couple's retreat was very traumatizing. Uh, Gil asks what actually happened, and Zach kind of recaps the, the fight that he, he and uh, Michaela had. And, um, and man, they love showing that path of destruction that Michaela does. They're going to show it any, every time they can. <laughs> She's never going to live that down. Mm -hmm. She's gonna have to change her name. <laughs> Cut off her hair. Get a new wig. There you go. Get a better wig. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he said at, at that exact moment, this was no longer what he wanted. He didn't want to be a part of it, and he was just over it. Gil says it was reverting back to exactly what you didn't want. He doesn't know what he can do or how to make this right. Um, and then Gil asks. Did she apologize? Zach says no, but after the Dr. Pepper session, he, you know, he was really trying to figure out what he could have done different. And she says nothing. Like he couldn't have done anything different because it was all her. And Gil says, that's a big admission. You know, that's something. Zach said that's all he needed to know because he was going crazy trying to figure out, you know, what what was, you know, his fault. Her actions have shown him that she's in it for the right reasons. Um, Gil asks if this experience has made her really ready for marriage. Zach said it took this experience and a guy like him to figure out what she 
does not uh, what she's doing is not okay. Her other exes did not hold her accountable whatsoever. The, this process makes you do a lot of self-reflection. In an ITM, Gil says that out of all the couples, Zach and Michaela would throw the biggest surprise because they're always hot and cold. So you don't really know what will happen on decision day. As of right now, they are on speaking terms. Um, and then Gil said, how did the Dr. Pepper session go for her? You know, and at that point, Zach says she realized that she has a serious problem and that she really needs help. And, you know, then they kind of go back with how this problem is like the one thing Zach did not want in a partner and she has it. And again, Zach is like, she's just so amazing. She's amazing. Why and is this is just the one that thing. Particular? I don't know. He, that's the one word. All, it's amazing. Uh-huh. I bet it's Always. <laughs> um, after the Dr. Pepper session they had lunch they had a good conversation the past eight weeks have not worked but who knows what the future will hold now there have been speculation about decision day where she says yes and he reads that letter that you see in the previews uh where he's crying and saying that she's the best woman and he only holds his mom to that you know that standard and that you know pedestal and then supposedly at the end he says no and that's what's causing pastor cal to say what remember there's like a little section where he's mm -hmm. like what ha what just happened so that's what some speculation is on the internets i always thought thought he was gonna say no <laughs> yeah but the whole like building it up and then saying mm -hmm. no that's the whole thing yeah especially after the conversation they have later with the group yeah. But we'll get to that. Mm hmm And I believe Bao's theory, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I do, too. He wants um, to I, I... have his cake and eat it, too. Mm-hmm. He enjoys that cake. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking she says yes and he says no. That's my guess on them. What do you think? Yeah, I think so, too. I don't see her saying no. But I, I definitely see him saying no. Yeah, he should say no. He needs to say no. <laughs> For his own good. Mm -hmm. There's right, other fish have... in the sea, Zachary. Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna see. Oh, I guess, I guess he already caught one. <laughs> Which also makes the group scene really strange as well. Right. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we're all being trolled by production and this is all <laughs> fake. <laughs> all this after show stuff is all fake and yeah. staged. Maybe they, they have a, a joint business venture that they, and now they're traveling the country trying to pitch it. There you go. That app again. <laughs> what was it? Friend, friend, friends? I think it was just called friends. I don't think. I think it was just called. Friends. I think it was something that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> friends for iPhone. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Yeah, that was short because they didn't really have a lot of scene time together. Since they're not yeah. together. Since they're not together, because she's crazy and he's, you know, not that great. Um, how about let's do Jose and Rachel. Okay. 
rosé. Yeah, Rachel still has her rosé-colored glasses on, for real. Uh, we open up um, to them. But I love her friend. I know you'll get to it, but she yeah. kept it real. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, somebody mm-hmm. is. Right? Uh, but we open to them. They're in bed, and Rachel asks Jose if he would take a bullet for her. <laughs> he hesitates at first, but then says yes. And she's like, oh, my God, that's great, because I would totally take one for you. I don't what? believe him. <laughs> I can't believe her. (laughs) He seems the kind of guy who would put somebody in front of you. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, wait, can you stand right here? Thanks. I can see it. (laughs) And, you know, he seems surprised that she says she would. And he's like, where? And she said, it'd be like the movies where she would just dive in front of him if he was in, you know, present danger. And he says, that's amazing. And then they start kissing, which is gross. I know, they gross me out. He looks like Leprechaun. I'm telling you. <laughs> I can't believe he posted that. That's I couldn't, because that's all I could think of every time I see him. Leprechaun <laughs> with dark hair. Uh, that tweet got a lot of heat. People agree. <laughs> Nobody said I was wrong. <laughs> So oh, next scene we have is Rachel. She's meet, meeting her friend, uh, Larice, and they're, you know, at the cute little like Instagram bar where they've got the neon signs everywhere and all the drinks come in weird glasses with like crazy straws. So you can take it pictures. It looks fun. I mean, oh, I want to do that for my birthday. Let's do, let's do something fun like that. Go somewhere for Instagram? Yeah. No, like something fun and hip. Not, you know. The... Ludicrous concert? No. <laughs> I don't want to go to see Ludicrous. I just thought it was funny. Every time I, I think like, of Ludicrous, I think of that one Law and Order episode he was on. What? <laughs> Not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> Not relevant. It's okay. Why was he on Law and Order? He was Ice-T's like, cousin or nephew or something like <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Oh, that sounds like one to Google. <laughs> if you want to see two people acting bad, go for it. <laughs> so they get their little baggies of drinks and they uh, sit down and Larissa is asking her, uh, Rachel, how it's going. And Rachel says, great. She feels very comfortable and is very willing to share anything with Jose. Jose makes her feel truly loved and taken care of and nurtured. He's just such a sweet soul. She can just see it. I don't know what Jose she's looking at, but okay. Again, them damn glasses, man. They strong. The prescription is like intense. <laughs> so then her friend asks her if she's going to stay married. And Rachel says that it's a really big decision and she has her um, you know pros and cons there's a lot of pros they have a lot in common and that's been rare for her to find in the past he's very consistent with his behavior but as far as cons a big one for her is listening she's not sure if she's going to be able to put up with that forever and then she talks about the fights that they've had um, you know the fact that he's gotten a little bit aggressive verbally Uh, during their fights 
and also that it takes a while for him to apologize and then the apology you get is actually not an apology but (laughs) you didn't seem to care about that you just wanted something she wonders that if this happens again for another time is she going to have to wait for an apology again uh you know, her friend tells her it seems like that's a disconnect for him. So he needs to be able to say he's sorry. She needs to keep his ass accountable because what she does now sets a precedent for what she is going to stand for going forward. So you can't fold like a chair now because if you do in the future, he's just going to carry your ass. Like, mm-hmm. period. So. Which is probably his long, long ball game. You know, he wants her to feel nice and comfortable now so that he can mold her into exactly what he wants. Yep. Bite her in, bite her in the end. Mm-hmm. She says that his way of showing that he's ready to grow and that he's, you know, thought about the situation is, um, you know, those dumbass cards <laughs> that are on the fridge. And... You know, Larice asks what's on the cards and they show the clip of Dr. Pepper going over each of the cards. Um, Rachel says that one of the cards says to promise never to deadbolt the door. And her friend looks at her like, girl, are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) She's like, "Uh, yeah, dumbass, that should be without a question. Like, why do you have to write that down? Yeah. Um, you know, her friend says, if you want to be a good person, you act like a good person, period. You don't need a card to tell you not to lock your wife out of the house. Yes, Larice. Yes. She says, those no cards. Trash. Yes. <laughs> Finally, we someone said that. <laughs> someone said it. Thank you. And Rachel wonders if she's been being uh, naive and thinking that, you know, this isn't going to happen again. This was just a one-time, one-off. She says that staying married or getting divorced is life-altering. She hasn't always made the right decision about men in the past, and she hopes that she makes the right decision this time. Larice ends the conversation by saying she hopes that she doesn't let anybody treat her like a doormat. So I'm, I don't know about Rachel's past and what else has gone on, but... Well, it says a lot that she thinks Jose's so great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Means, you know what I mean? When you've had nothing, you appreciate everything. Here's what I, I do, um, you know, in a positive note. I think Larice is a true friend. And if she does see red flags or something going wrong, I think she will be very blunt with Rachel. If no okay. one else will, I think this chick will lay it all out. Yeah. Like, hey, you need to check that. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Rachel had asked at the beginning like mm-hmm. y'all stay out of it right yeah. yeah y'all stay out of it but if you see something major pull me out like yeah. let me know she sure did when they were getting ready for the wedding mm-hmm. uh, uh, next thing we have is jose is meeting with his friend emmanuel jose says that they're finishing where they started and they show a clip of him at the wedding day where um he was basically talking about his expectations on the wedding and his spouse and being married They both agree that it's all still crazy and it's been one hell of a ride. Jose says that he has the answer to a lot of the questions that he's had, but there's still a couple things that are outstanding. Of course, there's been like the theme pros and cons. Mm -hmm. Um, Her pros is that she's a sports fan. That's the first thing he names. (laughs) 
He only says like two things. I know. And like that, that next one is he's a good she's a good teammate that's like sports related. I think that's so funny. Exactly. Like, wow, you really dug deep for these, huh? <laughs> but he says they're still learning and they still have small disagreements, but they can easily overcome those very quickly. And at this point, things are very, very good. He says basically the devil's in the details for him. Um, you know, that if she notices he doesn't have a lunch, he'll, she'll hook him up real quick or, you know, things like that. It's little small things that show that she cares. Uh, so Emmanuel asked, well, what are three reasons why you wouldn't stay? Infidelity, number one. Communication is number two. And then they show a flashback of the original argument, which was her saying Johnny's name by accident. <laughs> and then her leaving because you locked her out. Yeah. Why does everybody keep forgetting the second part? Right. <laughs> or the first part? <laughs> You know, he says he thought that that was a knee-jerk response. And he goes on to tell Emmanuel that it came back up, that that night she ended up staying at her ex's place. And Emmanuel's like, whoa, that's a red flag for me. Um, if you're trying to build something with someone, you can't backslide to your ex. That's not cool. Jose says, of course, he's not happy, but she did explain herself and nothing happened. So at this point, he's okay to just go off what he's what she says and trust her and Emmanuel says well just keep your eyes open because you know it's a big decision so That's, yeah be smart about it he's probably thinking well she wouldn't have gone over there if I didn't lock her out is he he's thinking that cheating bitch well that's probably the only reason he is forgiving her because at the end of the day it's his fault yeah like we said before how many phone numbers do you remember 911 I only know my husband's yeah 911 <laughs> You know, and if she was with this person for a while, because it sounds like they were because they were living together, she might know their phone number by, by heart. Or 281-330-8004. Mike Jones can't help me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Legit the only phone number I know. Oh, man. Uh, so the next scene, we have them at date night at Batega. It's a pan Latin restaurant. Of course, I looked it up. Of course. <laughs> 3,600 square foot patio. One of the Ooh. biggest in town. They're known right. for their uh, tapas and uh, cocktails. Live music on the weekends. Put that on your list. Somewhere to visit. Looked cute. That paella they had looked bomb. Mm-hmm. I'm so hungry. Rachel also looked bomb. She had a cute little, her cute little cheetah dress. She always looks cute. You know what I thought about? As mm. I forgot that she had like a whole weight loss journey during quarantine and her breakup. <laughs> so that's probably why she's cute. Because she had to buy clothes all over again. She's feeling her new body, her new self. She's got somebody that's trying to look at it. So dress mm -hmm. it up. <laughs> she's also on national TV. <laughs> I said that that was my original. <laughs> right? I mean, reason. it's a, probably a whole lot of reasons because you never really see her toe up. I think this is the first time we see her in like a t-shirt in pajamas. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Even her pajamas are like formal pajamas, not yeah. just like an old shirt. Yeah, you're right. So uh, Rachel says that over the last eight weeks, it's been a roller coaster of emotions and she can't forget the first moment she saw Jose. <laughs> 
I can. <laughs> Again, my notes say, I don't know what Rachel sees. <laughs> Nonetheless, she says she has anxiety about decision day because even though things are going well, there's still so much she doesn't know about Jose and she wants to make the best decision for herself before she changes her life forever. You know, we see her pouring up a healthy glass of mimosa. Not Fill it on up, it. girl. Fill it up. <laughs> and uh, she asks Jose how he's feeling. He says that he's feeling confident about where his head is. He thinks going through this process, the most telling part about himself is that he didn't, he doesn't listen or communicate as well as he thought he did. He sees that there's a lot that he clearly needs to work on for himself. Rachel says that her only fear is that they have another huge argument and that argument is going to lead to the end of the relationship. And she says that would be sad to her if the end of them came at the hands of them struggling with communication, uh, you know, when they don't agree on something. Jose says that he hears her out, but he can't help but think that if he was single again, how things would work out for him. He says, you know, he leads a pretty boring life. He wakes up, goes to work, comes home, works out, goes to bed. And that's basically his everyday routine. He's not about being on social media. He lives in the burbs, so he's not going out on the streets and partying and all that. He thinks that the singles that are out there now are the way they are because the problem is committing because they still want to YOLO and party and travel and do whatever. He's not lying. Oh, well, okay. he is lying a little bit. Because I was going to say, or people just don't want to do that with him. That's the... <laughs> or people just don't. Excuse. Or people just don't want to commit, period. Because nowadays you don't have to. You see these guys talking about going on 100 dates in a year. That's because as soon as they see something wrong, they just go to the next one. Because mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. so easy to do it. So why yeah. even bother? So, yeah. She says that... She disagrees with him. She would like to continue doing all the things that she does now, but just with her husband. It's not about stopping what you did as a single person as it is incorporating your partner into the life and the things that you enjoy. Then this gets them back to the travel conversation. <laughs> Rachel says she wants to do a big trip, meaning nine to 10 hour flights once every other year. She says she wants to go to Switzerland or Thailand or somewhere exotic. And she understands that money is a thing, but, you know, they have two years to save between trips. And Jose says, okay, yeah, I hear you, but I'm more about a long weekend at the Riverwalk or, you know, wine tasting in Fredericksburg. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Maybe even, even take a 10-hour uh, road trip to El Paso. <laughs> I can't even believe he's or comparing New Mexico <laughs> this road trip to going to Switzerland. You like skiing? Go to Switzerland. We can do that in Las Cruces. No. We're going over one state. I can't believe, like, because it seems to me that she's been compromising on a lot of things. He can't do this one thing for his wife every other year. I guess not. Maybe he's just one of those people that just doesn't like to be out of their zone. Maybe so. Yeah, because there's people who've never left, you know, the West Side. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I, I can understand that, but uh, somebody on Reddit brought up, it's just ironic because Jose's whole career is sending people out of this world 
and he can't go <laughs> across an ocean. <laughs> nope. We can maybe take a trip to Vegas together, but that's it. <laughs> now, we do know they went to Cancun. We do know they went to Cancun. And at least California to film the reunion. (laughs) He probably counted that as one of their trips. (laughs) Yeah. Like, even in this conversation, Rachel says that, you know, okay, all of those little getaways are fine, but that's not considered our trip for the year. Yeah. Period. And at this point, she's pouring him a mimosa. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She said domestic travel in general would not be considered a trip. She needs to be on plane, go to sleep, eat a meal, go to sleep again, (laughs) watch a movie in order for it to be considered a trip. (laughs) So again, there's a voiceover of her saying, here we go again with him not listening. This is why she feels so strongly about being her independent self. Overseas travel, especially to Europe, does not sway him at all. He has no interest in it whatsoever. She feels like a part of her is being crushed because it's really important to her. And, you know, if they can't come to a resolution on this, she doesn't know what she's going to do. I'm like, man, crushed. That's some colorful, yeah, I was going to say, that's some colorful language, crushed. I mean, flying overseas is cool or whatever, but (laughs) I don't know, I'd be crushed if I knew, well, if I could never do it again. Yeah, I mean, well, at the end of the day, this is her one thing that is super important to her besides not getting locked out of her own apartment. <laughs> so he's not listening to her needs. She yeah. listens to his, yeah, but he is not listening. And that's probably hurts more than the actual commitment to do these things. Yeah. Cause it's just mm-hmm. over his head, which is funny because I think it was at the baseball field where he brought up going, you know, he was in the doghouse. And he brought up, oh, we can go to Japan or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he's in trouble, he has that in his back pocket. I don't know. And I know there was a discussion on Reddit, like, about, I don't know, the financial aspect of it all. Like, Mm -hmm. does he think he's going to be paying for these trips or something? And that's why he has a problem? Like, if she was traveling on her own, I don't know why she wouldn't continue to contribute. Yeah, especially how she acts. You know, she likes being independent. She doesn't want to, you know, mix their money so much so that she doesn't know what's hers and what's not. Um, so I don't I don't see how he could be thinking that, but that's probably what he's thinking. And also... With his, with his you know, again, with the machismo kind of attitude, it's he feels like that's his responsibility. He's supposed to maybe, take care of her. Maybe so. But also, like, you have all this money, you're just sitting on it? You're debt free. Was it not meant to be spent? Like, I'm sure his retirement's fine. What else are you doing? <laughs> you literally said you don't do anything but go to work and come home. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Find more he's jewelry. Re- he's re- <laughs> more tattoos and more more uh, bracelets because he has doesn't have enough bracelets yet. And a higher lift kit for the truck. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, we see them next on their last night together. Rachel says that they'll be alone tomorrow and that she thinks that him being in his house and her being in her apartment without any distractions or anything to cloud their judgment is going to be telling 
of what she's going to say on decision day. She basically needs to sleep on it by herself. And that's how she's going to figure out how she feels and what she's going to say. She says it's important that they make a solid decision at the end. There's a voiceover where she says that she makes that it makes her really sad that this could be her last night in bed with Jose. What? <laughs> uh, you know, she's seen a side of him, though, that she knows she cannot live with, on the other hand. Yet she's living with him. <laughs> in bed, Jose says there's a couple things that he wishes he could take back, you know, a couple of regrets. Just, you know, one time I, you know, cursed you out and threw my rings at you. I probably shouldn't have done that. Uh, Rachel says that he's grown a lot and has shown her what an amazing husband he is. And they show a little montage of all their, like, little dates or whatever. Mm -hmm. She tells him no matter what happens on decision day, just know that you were a great part of my life. Fuck out of (laughs) here. Like, and even the next little scene we see of them, she's going home on the last day and she has to remind him not to lock the lock just in case. (laughs) The hell? If you don't say no on decision day, girl, I'm going to reach through that TV. All right. What are your, what are your projections? I think she's going to say yes. I think think she is too. They're both going to say yes. Yeah. Oh, another thing I heard on the internet is that... There's never been a season where everyone says no. Mm-hmm. That's true. That this could have been that season where everyone says no, but supposedly, and this is, this is somebody's theory, right? It's not fact. There's no facts. This is just straight up spreading Conspiracy. Lies. Yes. That maybe they were uh, given extra, like a bonus or something just to say yes. Go ahead and say yes on decision day. But y'all can break up after. <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people speculating that this season especially decision day is heavily, heavily, heavily produced. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, people putting bugs in people's ears and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I really think that this relationship is really great and you guys should really stay together and, and really, really talking them into it. I can see that with Johnny and Val, like their whole scene, the, all their scenes in this episode were very strange considering how awkward they've been in the last few episodes. So I can see that. But yeah, that's all I got for those two. Mm, Yeah, I think they both say yes. Yeah, I think they've been, I mean, we've talked about them being spotted and they've been spotted some more Mm -hmm. recently. So Mm. it seemed like they might still be on and popping. They're they're wanting to get on that couple's can. (laughs) Do you know how much we could save with that? I can finally get that pool in my two-story house. <laughs> yes. But no, we cannot go to Japan or Switzerland. We'll just go to Panda Express and get some Swiss Miss from H-E-B. <laughs> it's like, wait, that's not even the same. Oh, man. <laughs> Killing me. All right, let's move it along. How about Brett and Ryan? Two people say yes, and these two people are definitely saying no. So we open up with Ryan playing tennis with his friend. He tells the friend he and Brett are not on good terms. And it's going to, you know, it it would suck to start all over again after all this. 
His friend still can't believe that he's been married to a stranger. He asks Ryan if he regrets it, and Ryan says no, that they've had fun, and but that's about it. That's all they've had is fun. There's really no intimacy. There's no emotional connection or attraction or anything like that. Uh, the friend asks if he tried this route because things haven't worked out or panned out in the past. Ryan explains that in all the relationships before this, he can pinpoint what went wrong in every relationship. His friend kind of jokingly says, and why did you, what did you do? Like, how did you mess up those relationships? And Ryan admits that a lot of the time in past relationships, it was his fault. Uh, the friend explains what we all know, that Ryan is not a good communicator. He is not vocal about his feelings. He needs a partner that will help him keep him motivated and call him out on his BS. So why does why is it always his partner's responsibility to call him out on the BS? Why can't Ryan just not BS? Simple solution. <laughs> why... Because he's a poor communicator and he's avoidant. That just like really stuck out. Like his friend was like, yeah, he needs someone to do that. No, be a grown up. Say what you mean. That's why it was weird later when he was like, you know, you should just like the sooner you just say things and keep it real, then the easier it is. And I'm like, then why the hell didn't you say this eight weeks ago? Like, what are you talking (laughs) about? Yeah. This is your fault. (laughs) Which brings up the next point here. Ryan really hates feeling that he is the reason this isn't working. He's all the reason it wasn't working. Brett was 100% in. And he never tried. Mm -mm. Uh, He said that, you know, lately they had been having these really deep conversations. And then she found out that he had downloaded a dating app. Not only downloaded, he was, you know, on there, even though he says he wasn't. Uh, He wanted this to work more than anything. Uh, the friend asks if, you know, this will work out. Can't Is there anything you can do to salvage the relationship or is it a no on decision day? And then Ryan has the audacity to say, <laughs> it's hard to say. The goal is to have a family. So should he fight through this or start from scratch? What? Why do you even <laughs> think you have a chance? <laughs> yes, one. She does not want to do this with you anymore. It is painfully obvious. And the reason to stay with somebody is not so that you can have kids. That is ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, if you just want kids, get an egg donor. Right? (laughs) He has the money. Go get a surrogate or something. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. That was infuriating. Uh, Next scene, we see uh, Brett. Uh, and she's up at the apartment at the latitude, packing up what she has, um, you know, over there. Brett says she hasn't spoken to Ryan since their fight. Um, and it must have been like as soon as they had the fight, he went straight to the apartment because all his stuff is gone coffee maker, everything. She's they still love trying to, to do pro- a sneaky secret move out on this show. I know, right? Well, he's such a um what's the word coward Cow- yeah I mean, it's, it's cowardly he doesn't want another awkward encounter so right. he's gonna go and get all the stuff you know yeah. she's still trying to process the situation and what happened uh her sister calls 
and you know ask how she's doing how what what has she got going on uh she explains that she's packing everything up and uh in an itm brett says that what offends her is that ryan can't take responsibility for himself when you tell him things he didn't seem surprised um that she knew about you know the the app the dating app and the sisters like or he didn't care which is accurate she she was one million percent ready to do this she tries her hardest um she would have tried her hardest with anybody who she was matched with on, you know, connecting with them, meshing their lives together, their personalities together. She would have approached it the exact same way that she had approached it with Ryan. And he was the one that didn't realize that it was going to be like that. And as soon as he figured out that it was not going to be easy or it wasn't what he expected, he was out. And the sister's like, you know what? You didn't get what you ordered either. And she's like, thank you. I did not. In an ITM, uh, Brett says how things played out, she's she's disappointed. And she's not mad. Well, maybe she's a little angry. She big mad. She big mad, yeah. <laughs> it just didn't need to go down like that, she says. And she's right. Like, I was cool with Ryan up until that dating app. I was always like, well, at least he's honest with her and doesn't he's not interested he hasn't slept with her you know he's not leading her on or anything like that but then he did that and i was just like come on what were you thinking with one week one week what an idiot so then we get to their awkward encounter where ryan has come back to the apartment to get some things which i really think is just you know production saying hey we really need to wrap up this storyline so can you pretend like you need this one wine glass you're walking around with? <laughs> so Ryan comes into the apartment. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm okay. It's all very awkward. Um, he came to apologize to Brett because he feels bad. and But he kind of like dances around it. What have you been up to? And she's just, she's over it. She's just giving him like basic answers, you know, same thing that you were doing, working, coming home, resting, whatever. He goes on to say that, you know, they've had their ups and downs and the worst is when he left the other night. I think the worst was when you downloaded the dang app. He feels really dumb over it. And he feels bad for making her feel that way and disrespected and he didn't intend for that to happen um and he has no one to blame for it nothing you did he has somebody to blame for it himself (laughs) so ridiculous and um he goes on to say he never intended on purposely upsetting her and she says i appreciate that and the itm he's like i hope i can sleep tonight but he's glad they cleared the air and her whole face is just like she's over him she's not impressed he leaves and like, thanks for not hating me, bro. She hates your guts. <laughs> yeah, I wrote, what an asshole. Like, yeah, this was such a half-assed apology. You could have just uh-huh. kept it. You could have just kept yes. it. I would have yes. rather sat on the couch and drink my glass of wine than have to sit here with you and listen to you bullshit me some more. And did you see her like right after that conversation, just jets for the bedroom and closes yep. the door on production yep. too. She's like, yeah, I'm over him. I'm over y'all too. get the fuck out of the apartment. <laughs> Cause it is, it's, you're wasting her time. Seriously. He's, and it probably made him feel loads better, even though 
it was not a good apology whatsoever. Yeah, I doubt he was actually losing sleep at night. Mm-hmm. He's fine. Like, whatever. He needed to move out so he could sign on to Tinder from his house so that the location <laughs> uh, was more accurate for his matches. Oh, Duh. What a jerk. That's all I have for them. They weren't, you know, I, that was another couple that wasn't together too much during the episode. Yep. But you know, we spent too much time together. <laughs> <laughs> I sure do. Why don't you get to them? Bao and Johnny. So Bao is meeting with her friend Anne for lunch. And okay, does Bao only eat salmon? Because every time you see her, <laughs> it's, it's salmon. It's good for you. It's brain food. I know, but every day, though. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, she's got Wait, her salmon. Before you start on this, did this seem like super rehearsed to you? Like her friend knew exactly what questions, questions to, ask. to ask, and Bao had the answers super quick, and it was almost like a, a lawyer would call it leading questions, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I was like, hmm, they had a plan before it even coming in i wasn't even thinking about it that hard no i was i was at this point i was like oh god here we go (laughs) (laughs) let's rehash this mess (laughs) exactly so her friend oh her friend that dress was so cute Mm -hmm, it was another cute dress um so she's asking bao how she's feeling now that decision day is so close bao says that she doesn't know because there's been so much up and down and up and down and, you know, her friend says that's crazy because on wedding day, you were so happy. You were on cloud nine, basically. But so has it just been steadily getting worse from there? Because um, they've, well, Bao says that they've had a lot of really big fights. And, you know, her friend asks about how she tries to de-escalate those and make sure that she's, you know, not trying to fight to the death or anything. And Bao says, yeah, she has, a, you know, her method of, de-escalating but that doesn't work for Johnny either Uh, she thinks what's hard for Johnny is that he has been held to the fire a few times by the experts by his family by his friends they've all encouraged him to try to make the marriage work and you know he actually has to put in some effort and try and you know Ann says that if you know, any reasonable adult who is getting the same feedback from everyone that's important in their life would probably take that feedback to heart. Like, these are the people that know you best. Why wouldn't you be listening to them? Mm-hmm. Especially because what you're doing obviously isn't working. Um, Bao says that the only opinion that validated his fe- feelings was, you know, the conversation he had with uh, her best friend, Sarah. And that's really disappointing. She said she thought Sarah would be the one person who would stand up for her, you know, give some really good insight on who she is. And she ended up commiserating with Johnny. Sarah's portrayed her as a man eater, basically. And both of them questioned, like, why would she do that? Why would she be so negative about Bao? That's supposed to be her best friend. Um, Bao says that she hasn't been her best self in past relationships, but of course, nobody's perfect. But why would Sarah choose to dwell on that with her conversation with Johnny. Bao says that she doesn't know. You know, she got hit with a double whammy, being betrayed by her husband and her best friend of 20 years. At first, she was feeling bad about her marriage, but now she feels bad about everything. Thanks a lot. (laughs) 
I keep ruining my life over here. <laughs> Sucks. Uh, she says that she's 100% disappointed because she had so much hope in the beginning. Things have just taken a really bad turn. And, you know, she hasn't been this negative in a long time. Uh, Bao's usually an upbeat person, but this side of her, that side of her has been shut down in this process. Um, Aunt says there's a mountain of cons that outweigh the pros at this point. Bao says that she certainly didn't get what she wanted. They did have good times and there were lots of positives. She can look back knowing that there was still a lot of good. And then they show a montage of all their bait, little dates basically. Um, her friend says that she wishes, wishes they could figure out a way to communicate better. Bao says they haven't figured that out yet. And there's just a couple days left till decision day. <laughs> So uh, her friend asks if he says yes and says that he's going to change, does she still have space in her heart for forgiveness? Bao says yes. She's at the point now where she's the one that needs the reset, not Johnny. And that if Johnny commits all in and shows her that he really wants to try and fight for the marriage, that there might be a chance on decision day well, she says, uh, or Aunt says that decision day is just a point of time, basically. If you stay married, every day after that is going to be decision day. So, yeah, that's that when was I was her. Like, I know. That was her little, I was like, man, she wrote that out before coming. Because <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> she came prepared. She sure did. I would, too, I guess, if I was on national TV. I don't know. But, yeah, I uh, don't uh, I don't know. Why would she suddenly believe now Johnny's going to change? I don't know. There must be something in the contract saying you can't in your in the day before decision day episode, you can't say, no, I'm going to say no. This guy's trash. You can't state your true feelings. Because <laughs> even, even Rachel and Jose, who, you know, are probably both going to say yes. Everybody knows they're going to say yes. And... But they can't say, oh, they have to be real coy about it. Which is <laughs> so, so funny. We see Johnny meet up with his friends and groomsmen, uh, Jarek and Kenny. At They're the, cute. At the uh, Carbock Brewery. 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 Oh, I didn't know that's where they were. Yeah. Oh, my oh. God. They did a humongous shot of it. I didn't even pay attention. And everything in the room that they're in is branded. <laughs> Even the glasses. I, did, I saw the glasses, um, but I didn't even think about it, I guess. I didn't wow. know Carbach was in Houston. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't drink beer. I don't either, and I know that. Oh, my goodness. Leave me alone. Wow. <laughs> Johnny says it's a few days till decision day, and that talking to Sarah really messed his head up. It's got him take, thinking totally different about everything that's going on. He wants to make sure he's making the right decision. So he asks his friends you know, for their outside opinion. He thinks that maybe if they can shed some positive life or have um, any advice that could save his marriage, he wants to hear it. Jarek asks Johnny if he's excited about decision day and Johnny immediately says no. <laughs> And Jarek's like, so you're not enjoying married life so far, to say the least, huh? He asks him uh, when he thought things started going south. And Johnny says probably during the honeymoon. He says he started seeing red flags. Uh, at the time, 
during the honeymoon. And as the weeks went on, they kept happening. He said he just kept seeing more and more things that he thought he didn't like, and he started distancing himself from her. Then they show a supercut of him just flaming Bao. Like, uh, yeah, I was like, it was terrible. Didn't have to put it I all know. together. <laughs> uh, he says he tried to be tried to be into her, and there were moments when he feels like he is like when she took him to her childhood home and he says that they went through or she went through some really tough stuff as a kid and that made him understand her better Uh, and you know seeing her being that vulnerable made him kind of want to take care of her he said it was the first time he had a deep or that was the first time they had had a deep meaningful conversation in like weeks they finally got off of level one pastor calvin's (laughs) great advice (laughs) and you know once they got off level one johnny actually had a feeling he doesn't know what that feeling is but he felt something (laughs) as per usual he looks stressed as fuck at the table i don't know why he gets like that (laughs) like every time i guess he's not good with his emotions because every time they have obviously well like but like with anybody yeah like you're talking to your homies why are you like your veins are popping out and your face is red and you're like (laughs) in like total distress like it's not that deep chill out (laughs) but even his friend says he looks distraught yeah he says you know it's sad that he's in this kind of state when he should be at at his happiest as a newlywed yeah uh jarek thinks that johnny has a vision in his head of what he wants and there's unlikely to be someone that checks off every box because nobody's perfect he needs to figure out what his deal breakers are and then see if he can kind of resolve that with bow which this is what he said from the beginning he's had this ideal person that doesn't exist doesn't exist yeah so He says right now he has a lot of conflicting feelings inside. He's becoming someone he doesn't understand. Then they remind him that it's not a reason to walk away, though. You're becoming a new man. And what if this new person is a better person? The single version of you and the married version of you should not be the same necessarily. Jarek asks if there's still a chance. Johnny lets out a huge sigh (laughs) and says that at this point, the guys could talk him into buying a timeshare because... He's all over the place in his head. Yeah. Uh, He says everything that he knows about Bao hasn't changed and that they are having better moments. And that does impact him because it makes him think he should consider more before decision day. Kenny reminds him that he's not trying to sway him or influence him either way. But Johnny needs to remember that they're making a judgment off of two months of spending time together and 90% of that time you're basically on stage in front of a camera mm-hmm. um, he should think about they think that Bao has some positive qualities and with time would help with some of the negatives that he's feeling what's the rush why make a decision now as opposed to allowing a little bit of time after production wraps they encourage him not to make a rash decision because he's unhappy right now in the moment Maybe they just need a little bit more time. So this seems to be the running theme. Everybody at decision day is like, uh, 
I need more than two months. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, his feelings before this episode were very strong. Like you guys should have matched me with literally anybody else. Or, you know, he had a lot of gems in there, like that he's not attracted to her whatsoever. If he wanted something to ha- you know, happen between them, he could have done something 15 years ago. You know, he's had so many of these really one-sided. Yeah. So I think this is all bullshit. Probably. But here comes some more because in their last <laughs> ditch attempt to save their marriage, Johnny and Bao meet for one last date. They have a private room or a private table in this wine room. And Johnny's waiting there. Bao walks in looking like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. She is stunning. Yeah, she's got this beautiful, like, sparkly blue to pink, like, gradient gown on. She got the heels to match. Hair did. Nails did. Everything did. Because she fancy. Clearly. <laughs> she wants to show him what he's missing. Hey, she says she was going to bring it, and she brought it. Okay. Yep. Johnny says that if his jaw could drop to the ground, it would, because she looks good. <laughs> but he's not attracted to her. He's not attracted to her. It's it's because she's not being a little kid right now. Now she's a woman. Oh, my God. Uh, in an interview, he says he was coming into dinner, or coming into this dinner. It's important for him to hear what Bao says tonight, because he wants to know where her mind is about decision day. Uh, he's also torn and on the fence. He doesn't know what he's going to say tonight either. So we go back to them at the table. He asks her how it's going. And she says, it's been interesting. It's been an experience with a lot of ups and downs, but nothing was deal breaking for her. Uh, She's trying to focus more on the positive. She's been enjoying having someone to hang out with and actually also having someone in her bed. It's been nice. She asks him how he's feeling about decision day and he tells her that he met with his groomsmen at the brewery and they talked about, uh, they talked through things for decision day. They encouraged him to still explore staying in the marriage and he thinks that's a good idea. Uh, But he's curious to know what she thinks about it. She says that she sees a world where they could be happy as husband and wife. Um, She says that she shared with him what her parents went through. And he says that really gave him a uh, deep insight into who she is and why she is the way she is now. And he's thankful for that. And at this point, he seemed like he was getting like teary. Yeah, I noticed that. I'm like, why are you crying? She's the one that had a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> but in a voiceover, Johnny says that the conversation with Sarah is still in the back of his mind. But basically, they're on borrowed time right now. If he's going, if he goes into the relationship with any reservations or doubts, uh, he may not get to know Bao as well as he can before decision day. He wants to go in with an open mind and no walls. You have two days. like (laughs) It's a little late. (laughs) Yeah. But back at the dinner, Bao says that their disagreements are basically a drop in the ocean compared to what she's seen. It's nothing. Um, So that's why she can see them being happy together. There is a possibility for them to grow together. She feels like they really missed out on a lot, not getting to know each other, you know, over the 15 years that they've disconnected, I guess. Uh, But she's learning about him now. And he says, yeah, me too. I'm learning about you. 
So that's where they leave dinner. That still sticks in my mind, though. If I wanted to get to know you 15 years ago, I would have got to know you 15 years yep. ago. You got ghosted for a reason. Yes. He's not that into you, bro. Mm-mm. So we go to the last night at the apartment. They sit down on the couch to have some tea. I don't know why you would pour up a nice glass of iced tea before you go to bed, but okay. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, at first when she was like, oh, this is strong. I was like, well, what are they drinking? And then he said, water it down like, with vodka. And I was like, yeah. oh, so it's not alcohol. It, no, I thought, well, it's maybe it's a Long Island or a tea and vodka. But no, yeah. <laughs> nothing fun. I mean, sweet tea is very fun, but not, not right, right before, before you go to bed. bed. Yeah. You're going to be hyped up and have to pee. <laughs> Brush your teeth real good because there's a lot of sugar in there. <laughs> God. So Johnny is thinking back to when they first moved into the apartment together. It seems like an eternity ago. She agrees that it does feel like it was a long time because they've been on a real journey together. Um, you know, she hopes they can look back and laugh about the good times. And he says he can look around the apartment right now and see all the memories. And, you know, they show the little dartboard and the easels and the painting and the neon signs. And then it gets kind of awkward. And they're it's both kind of just like sitting right? there and they're like, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I guess we should go to bed now. Thanks for the tea. <laughs> it's like that um, SpongeBob meme. I'm just going to go ahead and head out. I'm head out. <laughs> <laughs> so awkward. Yeah. So they both just retreat back to their separate bedrooms in the apartment. Um, in an interview, Bao says that it's almost decision day and she doesn't know what to expect. They have a lot to think about. She came into this wanting to find the love of her life. Hell, at one point, she even said she was the luckiest woman alive <laughs> to be married to him. <laughs> I remember she said that. <laughs> and look where we are now. Oh, man. Uh, he still doesn't know what her decision is going to be. It's a lot to think about. And <laughs> she, um, you know, she already overthinks. So, you know. <laughs> The shit is getting to her head. She's yeah. Just confused at this point. We, we should have taken a shot every time somebody said, it's a lot to think about. Or pros and cons. Yes. <laughs> then they cut to Johnny and his worst nightmare is happening. No, not being married to Bao. His toothbrush <laughs> stopped working. So he has to open up a fresh, regular manual toothbrush to continue brushing not, his teeth. If that's not a sign from the universe... And I don't know what is, you know, because we opened up with him like this being his dream. Remember that? Brushing his, his teeth. And brushing his, his teeth next to his wife. And now his damn toothbrush don't even want to be in this marriage. <laughs> <laughs> he has a voiceover where he says that he shared so much through the eight weeks and there's still feelings there that. Um, even though there's been some gloom and doom days, you know, there's still a little glimmer of something in there. There uh, have been points when he felt like she could potentially be his forever person. The moments are few and far between. And were there enough of them for him to want to stay married? He don't know. <laughs> and that's the end of them. I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say they both say no on decision day. With all her, like, reasoning, I think she might not say no. No? 
and then him too like he's trying to make it sound like he's scared (laughs) to say no i just think back to like badass bow at the couple's retreat who was like i'm done i'm checked out i'm not gonna let him make me feel this way and i think that was the real bow i think this is all production Mm, they're all doing their best act best Mm -hmm. improv for real except for brett (laughs) she's like i'm saying what they're making me say (laughs) oh man her face at this group hangout (laughs) you didn't diss me Mm-hmm. You even killed my dog. Jesus. <laughs> now you're making me look stupid on TV. Yeah. Get away from me. And I, I I hate to say this, but it sounds so like it's not very feminist of me at all. But Brad didn't look like she put any effort in her trying to woo him either during this whole thing. You know, she probably was just trying to do it based on her personality. Yeah. But she always looked toe up. Like, she didn't care if she was on TV. <laughs> yeah. Unless they were, like, going on, like, a like date. A date. date. And then she looked yeah. good. I understand wanting to keep it real, but you can still keep it real and be cute. True that. True that. I don't know. Not very feminist to me. I know. But anyway. You're bringing us down. I know. I'm the problem. Um, let's talk about this hangout. So all the couples are getting together before decision day. They are, I'm assuming, at the Latitude in the game room. Yes, for some pizza and drinks. Mm-hmm, some pool. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan and Brett haven't seen each other since the dating app in this situation. So this was like before their conversation. She wants to make the most out of their time because they're supposed to be in this together and support each other. Um, it looks like she's having a really hard time saying that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Michaela is once again wearing that trash wig. She, all the other, all the other girls look cute. Exactly. Her and Ryan <laughs> missed the memo on the dress code for this yes. event. I'm like, yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, girl, where did you just come from? Like, you look like you came from like the after school program. <laughs> like, what is this? So they're playing pool. Uh, Jose miscues, as Bao says. Uh, she says it happens to everyone, but men uh, more than women. Hmm. To which Brett says, dang, Bao. <laughs> so they're all hanging out, playing pool. Gail says he can't wait to pick people's brains and see where they're at before decision day. Um, and he asks the group, how is everybody doing? Brett says she's feeling great. Jose says, uh Rachel asked why he would say no on decision day. And he said effort, communication. But if he, if, you know, for some reason they don't work out going forward, it's been a really good journey. Why did he throw her under the bus like that? I know. Like, why you got to blow her spot up like that? Yes. And what effort, like, I think she's put a lot of effort in and she's Mm -hmm. the one communicating that you're not a good communicator. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. An asshole. Uh, Rachel then asks everyone else what their reasons would be for saying no. Gil says his would be that she continues to, that Mirla continues to act like she's single. That she said at the very beginning that she wasn't going to change no matter what. And if she doesn't change for the right reasons, he would definitely say no. 
Johnny then says, I think Mirla should get a rebuttal after that because it was super harsh, right? Mm -hmm. um, she says, if her husband stops her from shopping, that would be a no for her <laughs> right off the bat. And everybody starts laughing. And, you know, to Mirla's credit, man, she never dogs him whatsoever or tries to make him look bad. And he has no problem doing it whatsoever. So she says this. And then Jose says, he brings up her shoes. And he says, yeah, they're real badass. They're sexy. I was like, um, you probably shouldn't say that about your friend's, your your wife's friend, one. Well, Rachel girl, if you listen in, those are Christian Louboutin Pigal <laughs> Follies 100 millimeter heel in okay. jean floral lace neon yellow retailing at $795. <laughs> of course, they're not in season now, but they can be found on eBay and Poshmark. <laughs> Man, good so, research, Igby. Get you some. They glow in the dark, so that's fun. That is fun. <laughs> They are badass and they are sexy, but I don't think Jose should be the one to point that out. Right. And that's why Mirla says, next. Yep. Because <laughs> that was a rumor, right, on uh, Reddit that Jose yeah, that was he on likes there, mm -hmm. that he was saying that they should be, they should have been matched. Yeah. Which is interesting if Rachel and Jose are still together and he's on Reddit saying that he should have been matched with Mirla, that is um, a big red flag in y'all's relationship. <laughs> so Brett says, uh, it's her, she's up next. She said, uh, if you say yes on decision day, that means that y'all have mutual feelings, connection, chemistry, respect. And if you don't have any of those things, then you say no. So I think that's a clear kind of a statement saying, yeah, I'm going to say no, because I don't respect this motherfucker. <laughs> Ryan, here's Ryan with his BS. Ryan said he went into this trusting his feelings, waiting for feelings, and he's continue. He's going to continue to do that. He's been very honest to himself, and Brett just shakes her head and looks absolutely disgusted with him. Yeah, I said they cut to her, and she's looking like, "What the fuck is he even talking?" About? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At this point, Gil says they're all grown. They should know what they want and be honest with one another. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, there's another person involved and you should just keep it real. Johnny said, and then to which he said, Johnny, <laughs> Johnny, uh, he said he would say yes if he saw some potential. You know, he would give it a shot and that he might be surprised. At that point, Bao says it takes two people to start and sustain the marriage and one to end it. She came in 100%, as she always says. She was looking for, for her, her forever and hoping to fall in love. When committed to doing this, it was a lot for her because she is not someone who takes big risks or puts herself out there. She got matched with Johnny and he challenged her and in many ways challenged her to be a better person. Saying no is an announcement saying that that person is out. She couldn't get over that. Zach says he doesn't view it like Bao. A yes to him means that this worked for him, that he was happy and wants to continue. A no means it didn't work for him. But just because you say yes or no doesn't mean that it's not going to work out in the end. Bao asks Zach if you were thinking no, but intended to see her after, why can't it be a yes? And then he says, like he said before, 
Saying yes means that the eight weeks were great and happy. Vow says it's different for her. If it's a no, she can't come back from that. And if it's a yes and ends up, you know, not working later on, then that's fine. But with a no, you know, she's done. Um, and then Zach says, well, what if Johnny, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he goes on his explanation of the saying the same things he's been saying. And then Brent says, well, then you're saying yes without saying yes. Um, in an ITM, you know, Bao says, Zach is a smart guy, but she doesn't understand his logic. And she thinks that if Zach is going to say no and still work on things with Michaela, it's like signaling to the world that he's single, but also, you know, telling Michaela on the side, let's work on our love. Um, it doesn't make any sense to her. Then it's uh, Michaela's turn to pipe in this conversation. She says a no for her means rejection, which equals humiliation to her. She didn't want uh, she didn't want to know and understands if you know he does say no. Um, if he just says no, then whatever. You know, it wasn't really. She didn't put a lot of thought in that. She understands that. Oh, she says she doesn't. She understands that you know that kind of shutdown moment. Um, she doesn't want to go there, but she teeters on that a lot. She doesn't want to shut down. It will take her seeing that effort to go forward. Bao doesn't care about the legality of marriage. What she cares about is that their families became one. And if the answer is divorce, then she, that's it. She's out. Johnny says that Bao is making it very clear that no means the end of them on decision day. That, you know, they're not bouncing back from that. It's not how he thinks about decision day, but he hears her loud and clear. And he has a lot to think about that phrase. Then they come back. It's another scene. They're still all together. And they're, you know, cheersing. Toasting. Toasting. Thank you. <laughs> they're toasting, saying cheers. And, you know, even if they don't say any yes to to their, you know, spouse, they're saying yes to each other. Bao says she got married at first sight for love, but she gained friendships that she wants to treasure for the rest of her life. Except for with Mirla. Except for with Mirla and probably not Michaela anymore <laughs> either. Yeah, maybe not Johnny either. <laughs> but maybe everybody else. We'll see. Um... Gil asked if they learned anything about themselves during the process. Brett says she set out to have an open mind. And when faced with that, she did have an open mind and she didn't know that she could do that. Rachel says in the past with arguments, you know, that equaled a breakup. She didn't break up after their big argument. And because of that, she, you know, their relationship got better. Bao says going into the marriage, she felt like she embodied a lot more patience she, she could give herself credit for. She worked on being more kind than in past relationships. That was interesting. <laughs> Johnny thought he was a calm, cool guy going into the process. And Bao says that she thought that too. But then he realized that he's an emotional wreck. Being faced with real hardship, being faced to rough it, you know, encounter all the emotions that he had never had before, it was tough for him. Zach tells him that he, he too, he thought he was a cool guy, uh, but he's cried more than he has in his whole life in the past eight weeks. 
he thought he had critical reasoning skills and that they were top notch, but now he's thinking a different way and it's a good way. Gil says that he's able to be vulnerable now to the extent where he has never been before. Going through this, it, you know, it's possible. You have to just give in to the trust and, and you know, line up with that, with that in your partner. <clears throat> Johnny said, you can't go into thinking, uh, you can't go into not thinking you, blah, blah, blah. Johnny says, you can't get into this not thinking you, you could get hurt eventually. Jose says, it might not be reciprocal, but you, you might get hurt at the end of the process. A lot to think about. There's just so many pros and cons. <laughs> oh, man. This is, I don't know. This is a boring episode. Told you. It's going to be boring. <laughs> this was totally a waste of time. Yeah. Nothing was accomplished in this episode. No. Other than I like Larise now. Even though she was asked the first time. <laughs> she was. And I like Brett's face. <laughs> I think her expressions were hilarious. Yeah. That's about it. It was super boring. That was the show. That's the show. Next week, the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> we made it. Finally. I can't believe we've been doing this for it'll be 17 episodes next week. We've been listening to this shit since July, dog. <laughs> That's a lot of hours. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to keep listening till <laughs> Black <December>. Friday. <laughs> oh, man. But it was fun. All right. Well, that's the show. As you can tell, we're exhausted. <laughs> this show has exhausted us. Like, it's... Well, this one, this particular show was just a lot of people saying the same damn thing and trying to fake it and be coy, and it's just all BS. Yep. They were all, yeah, they were all doing the same song and dance. Mm -hmm. And then half the couples weren't even on the damn show because <laughs> they're not together. So why you even know. try to pretend like they're going to stay together? Like, we ain't buying it. Yeah, you're not pulling anybody. Connect Productions or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> kinetic Connect. Kinetic Kinetic? Whatever. Just, you know what I'm talking about. I know. The Matt Sharp of this show. <laughs> <laughs> but next next week will be amazing. It'll be fun to cover. I can't wait for it. I'm here for it. Um, but until then... Thank you so much for joining us. Um, make sure to rate, review, and share. People can't find us unless you review. Uh, give us five stars, five stars, five stars. We are on Twitter at Cheese McQueens. Igby does live tweeting on Wednesdays if you haven't caught her there. Um, and we are on Instagram at Cheese McQueens Podcast. And we have a brand new Facebook discussion group. So make sure to join us on Facebook. Not us. Join Stephanie. Oh, me, yeah. Igby is <laughs> anti-Facebook. So I'll be there and I'll be happy to chat with you. It'll be fun. Um, and it's, yeah, let's build a community in there and have some fun debate and just trash these people because it's hilarious and have some good cheese in there. Anything else, Igby? You know I've got nothing. <laughs> All right. We'll end on that. Thanks, everyone. See you later. Bye. Bye.
I'm the one that says see ya. Oh, sorry. I, was that a thing? <laughs> no, that was a thing. See ya. Bye. <laughs>